When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. In this moment with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Now, here's Toby C. Hey there. It's me, it's your friend, Toby. I'm back. Or if this is your first time listening to me talk with you, welcome. Let's get right down to business. Here's a quote from a book. I'll just read you a couple of lines. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. We find that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. Our show is about recovery. Our show is called In This Moment, and that quote came from page 568 out of a book called The The Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, or just the book titled Alcoholics Anonymous, first published in 1939. And before you close your mind to all spiritual concepts, I want you to know that this program is about recovery, and this program deals with suffering, but this program is not limited exclusively and tailored to just alcoholism and the alcoholic. This program is tailored to anybody who is suffering, suffering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. I remember a while back I got into a, a debate with a friend in recovery about suffering. And I'm going to tell you, we all, we all have our, our level of suffering. Everybody can hit their bottom. Nobody's going to tell you when you've hit your bottom. You're going to know when you've hit your bottom. But the important thing is we have to come out of denial, you know. We never wanted to deal with the fact of suffering. That's denial. It's a coping mechanism. But here's the truth, is that if you've been in recovery or if you have a loved one who has um, had several countless vain attempts at getting better in recovery, and the recovery center and the people in recovery and all the trappings of this temporal world just couldn't seem to, to give the sufferer relief, guess what? There may be a case that, uh, that we may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. That's from page 44 in a chapter called We Agnostics. And recovery very much is about finding a God of your understanding and finally calming down and understanding that the, the world does not revolve around you or me. That there is only one who has all power and that one is something other than you. And may you find him now. May you find him now. So our program is tailored to the message of recovery. I want you to think or just imagine that you and I are just alone in a room, maybe a conference room, maybe a quiet room in some clubhouse, maybe somebody's den, 
you know, not with a lot of distraction. It's just very quiet, very neutral. And we're going to talk. I'm not here to talk at you. I'm not here to lecture you. I'm here to have a talk with you about probably one of the most important subjects facing our, our culture and our society today. And that's overcoming hopelessness, overcoming our humanity and ending this suffering. And I'll tell you, we're going to get to this a little bit later, but one of the solutions to so many of the maladies that we experience um, in the walk of life, one of the biggest solutions to these maladies that we experience in the walks of life is suffering. Can you imagine that suffering is a benefit? Oh, yeah. See, because great suffering and great love are, are the 12-step program's great disciplinarians. See, we need no other. See, only when we've suffered and we've been, we've been given the gift of desperation can we really, really pay attention. It's called the gift of desperation. You know, maybe you've hit that point now where you're finally, finally ready to stop fighting and just, just surrender to start going with the flow. You know, God's kept you alive this long for a reason. So just stop manufacturing your own misery and going against the grain. Come into recovery. You know, the first steps, the first, again, the first steps in recovery are coming back to society and, and joining the world again and getting out of isolation. The first step in, in the 12-step program is the admission that we're, we're powerless over our malady. We're powerless over our alcoholism or our food addiction or we're powerless over the needle and spoon. But there's no sense in making this admission of powerlessness if we're alone. Let me tell you the solution. I'm going to tell you the solution. We are going to be talking about the 12-step program throughout our, our show. But again, I want you to keep an open mind and remember that it's not about alcoholism and the alcoholic. It's for whatever your particular malady may be. And the first thing you need to do, the first thing the sufferer needs to do in order to get out of isolation, thank God for the age of the internet, you know, get online and find a kinship of common suffering. A kinship of, su of common suffering. That's where the solution is. That's where the solution starts. See, these legacies of suffering and of recovery are easily passed from one sufferer to the other. And it only happens in a kinship of common suffering. So whatever your malady is, get online and find a group that is suffering from the same malady. It's called a kinship of common suffering. See, if you want to overcome suffering, find a kinship of common suffering. And lo and behold, I'll tell you, it works every time. They talk about 90 and 90, you know, go to 90 meetings in 90 days. The reason why that is suggested is it calms you down. You will calm down if you make a commitment, no matter what, to get to that meeting 
90 meetings in 90 days, every single day. So I'll tell you what, there is a solution. There is a way out of this mess. And it's buried in the 12 steps, the 12-step method of recovery. But there's three parts, and it's real simple. And you can't do it alone. The three parts are to trust God. And once you trust God and really clean house, because you've got nobody else, including yourself, to trust anymore for your salvation, for your, for your sanity. And once you finish trusting God, you can move on to, to cleaning house. Put your hand on the hand of the man of somebody in your kinship of common suffering that you trust. And then finally, once you've been delivered out of no man's land, safely delivered to the other side, where sanity and calm and a good life has been restored to you, you're going to want to stick around and help somebody else out. See, it's called paying it forward. Paying, what are you paying forward? You're giving yourself insurance against the next emotional booby trap that's going to take you out and send you back into the abyss and send you back into loneliness and isolation and send you back into that battle cry of, you don't understand me. And nobody wants to hear that. We've all heard it. We've all experienced it. And now it's time to move on and to get better. And getting better means moving away and stopping and finally eliminating the problem and having the problem removed from you. And that's precisely what our show is going to talk about today. We're going to be talking about overcoming ignorance for the remainder of our show. That's our topic today. You've heard of the, the old saying, ignorance is bliss. Let me tell you, denial and ignorance are very close cousins. And there's a trap door. There's a trap door in our spirit that awaits everybody. And it's the trap door of awareness. See? The trap door of awareness will move you out of denial, this belligerent, ignorant, desperate denial. And the reason why I call it a trap door is because once you get to the other side, you can never go back. See, ignorance is bliss. And once you know, once you've been given the gift of wisdom, once you've been given the gift of, of the true nature of your suffering and your misery, guess what? Can't ever go back. See, it was then discovered when one alcoholic planted it in the mind of another the exact nature of his malady, that person could never be the same again. See, just substitute alcoholic to anything that you're suffering from. You know, it was then discovered that when one sufferer planted in the mind of another the exact nature of their malady, that person could never be the same again. And then you slip into no man's land. And there's only one way out, baby, to get to the other side. No human power could have relieved your suffering and your alcoholism or drug abuse or whatever you're suffering from. But only God could and would if he were sought. And maybe this whole time you've been playing God. And now it's time to recover and calm down and get back into action and to find a power greater than yourself. There's the solution. You can't overcome a problem until you adequately, adequately illuminate it. And that's what we're going to be doing here 
on in this moment, we're going to be illuminating very adequately ignorance and the problem with ignorance. Only here on In This Moment, and I'm your friend and host, Toby C. In This Moment with Toby C. continues now. You know, you can't really overcome a problem until you adequately illuminate it. We don't have a lot of time. You know, we don't have any guests or call-ins on this show because we just have so little time to get down to the root problem and then boom, we got to move into the solution. Hey, the biggest problem with ignorance is it's tied. And, and by the way, if you're suffering from a little ignorance and you've been called on it, or if you have to deal with people around you who are ignorant, in your opinion, in your experience, why don't you just take it easy, okay? Because what you're, what you're experiencing is you're experiencing survival. See, people don't really know it, but if we don't mature and grow up and behave like responsible adults, we're, we're basically a bunch of, of cannibalistic, uh, uh, ignorant survivalists. And that's okay. You know, we, you know, God don't make no junk. We all came out of the womb the perfect survivalists with two instinctual needs and the need to put the bite on anybody around us for love and to put the bite on anybody around us to meet our sense of security. And that's it. All right. And some of us outgrow these, these ignorant caveman uh, survival survivalist instincts. And some of us don't. And you've heard of the old saying, ignorance is bliss. You know, ignorance is bliss. Unfortunately, ignorance is a form of denial, too. And, you know, if you want to get along with people, uh, you better snap out of it, okay? Because after a while, people are going to be, they're going to, they're going to become intolerant of your ignorance and your denial, okay? And they're going to kind of move away from you. The certain things that they're, they're not going to tolerate with your ignorance is they're not going to tolerate your selfish behavior. They're not going to tolerate your dishonesty. They're not going to tolerate your fear. They're not going to tolerate your jealousy and envy, your suspicion, your bitterness, your self-delusion, your self-pity. They just don't need it anymore. They're done. So if you are discovering that you're alone or that you're having trouble getting along with people, and because they hurt you, you would prefer to be alone, guess what? You might be suffering from either personal ignorance or suffering from the ignorance of others imposed upon you. It's terrible. Ignorance, ignorance, is a one-way ticket to a defective relationship with others. It's called a shortcoming. To not be all that we can be for another human being is called a shortcoming. I don't know about you, but one definition of God's will for me is to try to be as healthy as I can in mind, body, and spirit so I can try to get along with my fellow men one day at a time the best way I, I possibly can, just for today. And if I'm not conscious of maintaining personal, spiritual, mental, and emotional, and physical health, 
then I'm not available. You know, one of my favorite sayings, I don't know if it's a prayer, it's in Alcoholics Anonymous, but it can be, it can be applied to any 12-step program or anybody who's suffering. It's called the I Am Responsible chant. And it says this, when anybody anywhere reaches out for help, I want the hand of AA to always be there. And for that, I am responsible. See, it's about being responsible. And by the way, people who are not ignorant and, and in this survivalist mode are, are attentive and they pay attention to others. They, they, they go the distance. They don't fall short. And by the way, there's only one way. I'll tell you, if you want to call uh, ignorance a shortcoming, that's fine. You know, moreover, we could avoid looking at some of our own shortcomings when we sit around and we constantly criticize and pick on, on other people's ignorance and shortcomings. One of the biggest problems with ignorance and this survivalist mentality is that we deprive ourselves of, of help, real help, see? People who are ignorant survivalists are, are self-driven, self-will, self-will run riot survivalists. And there's only two sources for dependence for the ignorant survivalist. And that's dependence on self and dependence on others. See, that basic ingredient of all humility was a desire to seek and do God's will. See, there is a third source that's available to all of us, and it's called a higher power. Can you imagine that we manufacture our own misery because of our ignorance and our absolute oblivion quite often to having a proper healthy relationship with a God of our understanding. By refusing to place God first, we deprive ourselves of his help. Page 76, the 12 and 12. See, there it is. So if you feel alone and you feel helpless and your, your self-reliance has utterly failed you and you become a, uh, a bankrupt idealist and a failed perfectionist, it might have something to do that, that the basic ingredient of all humility, a desire to seek and do God's will, was missing. It's page 72 of the 12 and 12. It's a shortcoming. And I got to tell you, you want to be at peace with people. I told you to, to do God's will is to be at peace with your fellow man and to be as healthy as you can in mind, body, and spirit to do just that. And if you cannot, you're going to be in conflict with people. And I don't know about you, but when I'm in conflict with people, I ultimately find that I'm in conflict with myself. In these ways, we are set in conflict 
not only with ourselves, but with other people who have instincts too, with other people who are ignorant too. I mean, we've just scratched the surface on the problems that we carry when we come into life with this ignorance and these defective relationships with others and ourselves. But lo and behold, we're going to now move into the solution to overcoming ignorance. Only here on, on In This Moment. And I'm your host, Toby C. Be right back. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In This Moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide, Toby C. When I stopped living in the problem and started living in the answer, the problem went away. Hey, if you want this problem to go away, let's start living in the solution and get right down to the answer here. All right, so check it out. Our topic today is about ignorance and how many of us uh, stagger through life with this, this blind, belligerent uh, ignorance that often leads to defective relationships with others. You know, if you find that quite often uh, somebody is, is really stomping on your self-esteem, or if you find that, that somebody is really making you experience shame, or if somebody's hurting you financially, or if somebody is causing you to unfairly judge them and rush to judgment, or if somebody is, is diminishing your drive and your ambition, or if somebody is making you feel emotionally secure, insecure, or if somebody is harming or interfering with your sex relations, it might be because there's some ignorance going on. Either you unwittingly placed yourself in a position to be hurt, and you stepped on the toes of your fellows and they retaliated, or you're just having trouble dealing and coping with other people's ignorant survivalist mentality. So that's the deal, and here's, here's the solution. The solution is to just calm down, to get honest. To get honest. There are those, too, who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, but many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest. Why don't we just view honesty and getting honest as simply just calming down? And that's really what recovery is all about. And I'm telling you, calm comes to those of us who have really, really had the tar kicked out of us by whatever we're suffering from. And only when we've sufficiently been beaten down by our disease, our mental disease, our spiritual disease, can we really, really pay attention. And that's what they're talking about. Only when we calm down can we really pay attention to things called spiritual principles. 
See, the 12 steps are not just, you know, 12 steps, but they're described plurally as a group of principles, spiritual in their nature, which if practiced as a way of life, can expel the obsession, whatever your obsession is, and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole. And these spiritual principles can only be practiced in a state of calm. They can't be practiced when you're angry and your butt's on fire. See? So recovery is when you've had your butt kicked and you've been given the gift of desperation and then you can start to pay attention. And the beautiful part about recovery, the beautiful part about putting your hand in the hand of the man and finding a trusted soul and telling this person your whole life story and having them listen to you without judgment and listen to you objectively and lovingly is you can really try to sort out all these survivalist behaviors that you've been perfecting your whole life. See, your ignorant survivalist behaviors, many of us develop them early on in our early childhood. And what do we have but a lifetime of perfecting these, these coping survival skills? In fact, we are so good at them that they become deeply rooted and compulsive and we're completely unaware that we're doing them. And that, my friend, is called denial. And there's only one way to come out of denial and that's to calm down and slip through the trap door of awareness. And that's what happens. You know, people get honest. You know, another term for honest or honesty is to be able to discern right from wrong. See, only in the spiritual condition and in the state of calm can we really acknowledge and accept and experience righteous versus unrighteous behavior rather than self-righteous behavior. Righteous is right. Unrighteous is wrong. And when you calm down and really get into recovery and sit your butt all the way down and make a commitment, you're going to calm down. Because I'm here to tell you, my friend, once you slip through that trap door and you're in no man's land, there's only one way you're going to get safely out of no man's land, out of this sea of turmoil and bewilderment. There's only one way. And it's through a conscious contact with your higher power. See, there's a beautiful part in the spiritual experience in the back of the big book. It says you have to acquire this God consciousness. And you will acquire this God consciousness and it only happens in the state of calm. You cannot acquire and maintain a God consciousness in the state of anger and hysteria. The only thing you can acquire and hang on to is self-consciousness. But here it is. Here's the quote. Page 567. It says, Nonetheless, most alcoholics agree that in order to recover, they must acquire an immediate and overwhelming God-consciousness followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. I love that. Followed at once 
by a vast change in feeling and outlook. That means your attitude's going to change. Your attitude is no longer going to be self-centered. It'll be God-centered. And if you're anything like me, I discovered a God of my understanding through other people. So how about if I can't, if you can't conceptualize being God-centered, how about being people-centered? Instead of being self-centered, pay attention to others. That's the real solution. The real solution is paying attention to others. And let me tell you, a lifetime of fear-driven, selfish, self-centered behavior doesn't, it doesn't change overnight. But it's a discipline. It takes practice. And it's a discipline. And I'm telling you, only through great suffering. Remember? It, suffering is the great disciplinarian. We need no others. And discipline to do what? Discipline to be obedient. Obedient to what? Obedient to something other than our will. Obedient to God's will. And if you don't want to, if you don't want to overcomplicate it, how about simply God's will being the desire for you and me to get along with our fellow man, to be at peace, to stay out of conflict. To stay out of endangering people with this ignorance. You know, the first part of ignorance is ignore. To ignore people is ignorance. That means to pay attention to us and pay not any attention to you. So how about the the antidote for ignorance is to pay attention to people. And that's what happens in recovery. When you calm down and you, 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 you develop this sense that there's some power greater than you. And especially if you can tap into this power through the, 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 the fellowship, there's the deal. It's about finding a God of your understanding. How about for that, for the real solution? And the beautiful part about the 12-step program, the beautiful part about getting into this kinship of common suffering is you don't have to really conceptualize this, 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 this God sitting up there in, in the clouds. You can conceptualize a God of your understanding right in front of you. And the easiest thing for me was I found a God of my understanding when I started to really participate and consistently attend my home group meeting, I started to hear a message that I could relate to that only, I swear, only could come from God. And it came out of the mouth of other people who I normally would not mix with. These are people I would really, they're just not my, they're not my peeps. But guess what? They very much are my peeps because they speak my lingo. They speak a message that I need to hear. And that can, that can happen for you too. By the way, and I'm going to tell you, what I'm describing right now is this conceptual uh, um, idea of God and experiencing God through the fellowship and, and hearing God through other people is all about the imagination. It's all about the open mind. The imagination and the open mind really, really start to be properly applied when we're in the state of calm. There it is. It's an awakening. 
It's an awareness, this state of calm. Only in the state of calm can you and me and our fellow suffer, who you're going to be working with someday, can we really, really awaken and find this awareness of our destructive behavior, our destructive, self-centered, ignorant behavior to those about us. You know, and the beautiful part about the 12-step program is not only do we illuminate our self-destructive behavior, um, but we have a way of staying out of the shame game, see? It's about going out there and, and truly only in the state of calm, only when we're on the wide beam of sobriety can we actually go out there and repair the damage done by this state of ignorant, self-centered, fear-driven behavior. And why? And this is the beautiful part about the 12-step program. Why? Because this ceremony called the Ninth Step Amends, and by the way, if you're not calm, don't even bother doing a Ninth Step Amends because it's just another lame apology. The Ninth Step Amends is done in the spirit of calm when we're serene and we're sober and we're centered and we're grounded. See? And the beautiful part about the unpleasantries of the ninth step ceremony is it sears in our, in our memory this destruction. And people who are sober, which you are or you will soon become, we develop a conscience. See, we're no, you can no longer go back to this ignorant, belligerent denial. Sorry. We're like men who have lost their legs. They never grow back a new one, okay? You can't do it. So you better maintain this calm and stay out of this belligerent, ignorant denial. And it's a daily deal, you know? The beautiful part about the 12-step program, man, is, um, is our feet must be firmly planted here on earth because this is where our fellow travelers are and this is where our work must be done. That's how you're really going to stay out of ignorant, belligerent denial. So you're going to calm down and you're going to get better and you're going to start to work with others to overcome their fear-driven, self-centered, ignorant denial. Oh man, we just scratched the surface again, you know? It's recovery. But it's a, it's a full circle deal, man. We get better. We get better in recovery when we calm down. And if you want to stay calm, you stick around and you calm somebody else down. We're going to be right back with my favorite exercises called the imagination exercises. And they really work. They do. Only here on In This Moment. And I'm your host, Toby C. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In a world of overstimulation, you've arrived in a safe and calming space. This is In This Moment with Toby C. All right. Check this out. 
there's something called auto-suggestion. And it's simply defined that if you repeat the same message over and over and over again, you're going to change your message. You're going to listen to that message. And not only are you going to finally listen to that message, but you're going to start to believe that message and you're going to start to live that message. And here's the message for you today. You're going to get this. You or your loved one, this could very well be the last time they ever have to suffer again because this time you're going to get it. You don't have to suffer anymore. You don't have to endure any more desperation. This time, this time, it's going to happen. I want you to imagine that your mind now is completely open and you're at peace. And you're going to be aware that so many of the people around you that touch your life today and throughout the week, you're going to be aware that they're not well. You're going to imagine that they might be suffering too, just like you. And this is going to happen for you because you finally, finally trusted the process and you decided to stop fighting. And you're going to clean house completely this time because you have nothing to fear. You're going to throw your entire life story out there for another objective, loving, non-judgmental person to experience. Because, see, you're not really telling your, your story and throwing your life out there on the table for this other person. I want you to imagine that there's a love triangle taking place when you meet with a person and you open up your heart and your mind to this person and you calm down and you really trust the process that there's a third party that's entered this relationship and that third party is God. See, in all this time, you thought that this is just a, a two-party call. No, this is a conference call. And God's always been there. And he loves you. And God kept you alive this, this long for a reason. The reason why God kept you alive is in order to fit yourself to be of maximum service to him and to your fellow man. And there it is. That's the final answer to the riddle. That's the final answer to why. The final answer to why is you now are going to be a guardian angel to another suffering soul. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine being so healthy and so calm and so full of gratitude and God's grace that you're going to be uniquely helpful to another suffering soul? You're going to be able to do something for another suffering soul 
that psychiatrists and physicians and ministers, they just couldn't seem to do, but you're going to be able to do it because you carry a unique message. It's called the kinship of common suffering. And you're going to carry this message, this message of hope. You're going to be the light at the end of the tunnel for this suffering soul. And they're going to move toward that light. And you're going to be the one who's going to hold that light. See, because you understand now that the whole purpose of you finding a sponsor and trusting God in cleaning house was to prepare yourself to become a sponsor. And there's the deal. You're going to become a sponsor. And you are going to enjoy the experience of sponsorship so much that the desire to keep yourself healthy in mind, body, and spirit so you can be available and responsible to another suffering soul, that's going to eclipse every reason, every reason to go out and act out again. The reason to be healthy in mind, body, and spirit so you can be available and meet your duties and to be with your fellow sufferers is going to eclipse any reasonable reason to go out there and act out and drink or use or, or do anything that's self-destructive. And you're going to get it. You don't know when it's going to come, but you're going to find this peace of God which surpasses all comprehension because God will finally have given you all the answers to why. And even though God has given you all the answers to why, you're still going to realize that you know only a little because God will constantly disclose more and more of his will to you. And what you're going to do is you're going to ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. And the answer is going to come to you because your house is going to finally be in order. And you're going to keep that house in order one day at a time. God will always forgive us our derelictions. But in no case does he render us white as snow and keep us that way without our cooperation. Can you imagine being rendered white as snow and kept that way? We're talking about hitting the reset button, my friend. Your entire past now is going to drop away from you and you're going to be reborn, a child of God finally. And you're going to have the most happy, joyous, and free life. The party's not over, my friend. You've just been at the wrong party. You're going to join the God party. Hope you've enjoyed the show here on In This Moment with Toby C. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. 